here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome back into the Nine Rock Fantasy Football Podcast here with your week 13 starts and sits. We record all this stuff together in one sitting, and depending on how much material we have to go through, we tend to see lately that it's it's become enough material for, for two separate podcasts. So if that continues to be the case, we're going to continue to bring you our waiver wire episode on Tuesday morning and then release our start sits sometime either Wednesday night or Thursday morning before the Thursday night football game goes. So we have another week here where, you know, we got into some pretty good discussions and just a lot of stuff that, you know, we didn't want to edit out. So we decided to, to split it up and make two podcasts. So we're going to go ahead and move forward with our start sits for week 13. This just in, Christian McCaffrey placed on injured reserve out for the rest of the season. Wow. Are you serious? Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that just happened. Um, Boy, you your know, whole for- – uh, you want to just stop doing this whole podcast thing? We could just end, we can end it right now if you want. No, no. You know what? I, I I'm I'm kind of over it. I mean, last year was a bit. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to go off on a tangent before our start sits. But um, last year was interesting. Our league, uh, we have a almost like a mercy rule for keepers that if your keeper or or the or a player on your roster that you want to keep doesn't play any more than twenty five percent of the game. So at the time it was. Basically, four games or less, you could keep that player. Uh, keepability expires after two years of keeping them. So you could draft them, keep them, keep them again. So you could have them for up to three years. I had McCaffrey last year, and I had thought, hey, why not? You know, I, it worked out just fine where I could keep him. You know, he's going to come back. He's going to be healthy. And that didn't quite work out. Um, you know, it was a hamstring within the first couple of weeks of the season. Missed a few games, uh, made his way back, and then looked to be totally back to normal for a minute there. And, and then now this has just happened uh, again for for the second time. Um, yeah, for, for the second time in two seasons. Uh, he goes on, um, well, last year really wasn't season-ending IR. They kind of just drug it week to week, which, uh, you know, again, that kind of jams you up a little bit too on – on your fantasy roster with the with the space to be able to put somebody on um you know on an injured slash reserve concept so you know him being out there it, it is what it is so uh you know for all you christian mccaffrey owners again we talked about chuba chuba hubbard uh and again amir abdullah looks to be a little maybe relevant uh you're gonna probably want to look for just a better option overall uh right now carolina went from looking like they were good to maybe not as good they're going into a bye week, so they're going to have some time to lick their wounds and figure out how to figure out their own running back position. Again, they have Cam there, so he'll probably be involved as well. To me now, it just jumps out to be committee city. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it, it's a shame uh, for, for that to happen to him again. Uh, I know it was a high ankle sprain boot situation coming out of that, so chances are this isn't good. And that was similar injury to what he had last year that took all year to get better. So... Uh, it looks like uh, maybe that ship, unfortunately, has sailed. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think the, the Carolina offense. Uh, we saw the Carolina offense struggle with McCaffrey out. I think that 
you know, unfortunately for McCaffrey owners, this is the worst news you could get. I mean, it is better than, like you said, it's better than it being drug out week after week. Maybe you'll come back. Maybe he won't. Maybe you will. At least now you can, you know, if you're in a keeper league or something like that, you can just put him in your IR spot and let it be. But I think the Carolina offense is going to struggle as a whole because of this as well. Like DJ Moore struggled when McCaffrey was out. Robbie Anderson, I mean, he's kind of been struggling all year, but you saw him finally have a good game when when McCaffrey came back. So I don't know, man, with with Cam's wild inaccuracy, I don't I'm not really uh I'm I'm thinking it, unfortunately the trade deadline has passed and I and I can't, you know, sell my uh sell my Carolina Panthers offensive pieces at this point in time, but I'm I'm not looking forward to, uh, you know, having to start any of those other pieces in, in fantasy for the rest of the season. No. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those where you, you know, unless it's a matchup or, or something or other that it's going to look pretty, pretty dire right now. I mean, offensively, they had been struggling again. Yeah. Passing the football scoring points, you know, their defense is really what had kind of held them and they were starting to leak again. They just had that nice game against Arizona where they really looked to be clicking. Cam Superman was back, you know, the whole nine yards. You know, again, they go into a bye. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I would probably, like you said, probably kind of bench them and, and slash cut bait or see if you can get somebody to bite on a name maybe, uh, you know, in, in some package or, or lump them together just to kind of make a deal happen uh, for those that still have trade deadlines available. But... Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, we hardly knew you. All right, so uh, let's let's move into the start sets here. We'll get uh, we'll get them knocked out, and uh, and then you can go cry into your lunch, I guess. Uh, you know, you know, no, nah, man, you know what? I, I I'm I'm good. I'm gonna figure it out. I'll move on. I'm I'm gonna make the playoffs. I, I like that resolve. Let's figure out who you're gonna start and sit to make that happen. All right. Well, uh, starting at the quarterback position this week, and please don't laugh, uh, I kind of like Ben Roethlisberger against Baltimore. Uh, They do give up a little bit of points against the quarterback position. Now, again, you'll say, well, they didn't do it this week. Yeah, because it was playing against Baker Mayfield. And again, he's just not a a, a quarterback, not a top end QB. No, no, sir. Not at all. You know, they're they're a little bit on the bottom end, so to speak, probably in the bottom 10, uh, as far as, as quarterbacks go, you know, they give around like somewhere in that, like 18 to maybe 20 points a game, which is serviceable. Roethlisberger's coming off of one of the worst games of his career. And again, getting smoked by Cincinnati turnovers, things like that, that, that have really, really happened to, to kind of push things into that, into that area. That, that Cincinnati game, too, though, it was kind of tough. It was coming off. It, it was back-to-back road games for them. He had been looking pretty solid, uh, putting up points uh, during the season uh, in the last few weeks. It almost looked like maybe he righted the ship, so to speak, or or did what needed to be done. So uh, I do kind of like Ben Roethlisberger uh, in a division game this week against the Baltimore Ravens, who are the 24th best uh, or worst, however you want to call it. Uh, against the quarterback position. I'm going to start Derek Carr this week. We talked about him briefly in the streaming QB section. Again, he gets Washington. They're last in the league versus the QB position. Carr 
you know, he's, he's a, I want to say 14th ranked quarterback uh, as far as fantasy points in our league. You know, I know obviously all scoring settings are different, but he's top 15. He has only had two other matchups all year where he's faced a bottom 10 defense to the quarterback position. Now that's, that's current, obviously Um, at the time, you know, some teams may have been bottom 10, but the larger sample size of it now being, you know, 12 weeks into the season, looking back, only two of those matchups have been against bottom 10 teams. And he's averaged over 26 points per game in those two games. And I think that from what I saw, you know, I don't, again, we live out on the East coast. Don't get a ton of Raiders games other than what you see on national television, Sunday night, Monday night football, stuff like that. But I do watch as much football as I possibly can, obviously. And I feel like this past week against the Cowboys, it's the best that the Raiders offenses look since the very beginning of the year. And that's when Derek Carr had those two big games. And then, you know, he has a, a good game against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving day. So I, I think that the Raiders are starting to figure things out now, sort of post John Gruden and, you know, post Henry Ruggs, I guess. And, and I think they're starting, you know, you saw Deshaun Jackson get a little bit more involved and, you know, hopefully Waller, isn't out for an extended period of time because that will definitely hurt. But, but like we mentioned earlier, Foster Moreau is a serviceable tight end. And I think that uh, against this Washington football team, I think, you know, Derek Carr has the potential to, to, to throw three touchdowns and, you know, put a pretty good whooping on, on Washington. Well, as far as that, I I do agree. Now who I'm sitting this week and I know some of you out there are going to, Say, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, hey, I say that to myself all the time. But uh, I feel like this is going to be a, a tough week for those Buffalo Bills. We we hinted at it earlier. I would think you're going to find a better option than Josh Allen this week. And I know that, again, he's one of the top players in fantasy, period. He's one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy. But when it comes to checking the quarterback position, the New England Patriots are really one of the tops you know they they have they really just know how to shut down a quarterback uh, belichick knows what he's doing when it comes to that now again the quarterback can rise above and they're not undefeated they've never not lost a game but at the end of the day uh, they're only giving up about 12 points to the position uh, they've gotten 19 interceptions so far this season Again, they really are a a really tough team. Two rushing touchdowns to the quarterback position. Uh, So anything that's Josh Allen's wheelhouse, and and I'm going to touch on another player shortly, but uh, to me, this is the game of the year for the AFC, this one and and the next New England one. I believe both of those, whoever comes out of this on top, I I feel like that team is going to be the Super Bowl team. And I kind of lean New England. I, I really see them being quietly this strong team and everybody's kind of still writing them off but they're leading the afc east buffalo is as strong as they are i think i think they see that it's almost like when people used to see the yankees pinstripes and lose the game just on that i think they're gonna maybe kind of smell themselves and see what's going on and say oh my god we're playing new england for the division right now and i just don't see it as a good matchup for josh allen i think you can find not saying you cut him, not saying you drop him, but i think you can find a better matchup this week uh possibly even streaming that we just mentioned yeah, it's bold when you take one of those top guys and throw them into your start sit because it's not like people are going to sit him more than likely uh, unless you happen to 
you know, have him and and maybe you drafted somebody like Tom Brady uh, later or, or whatever. But yeah, it's tough when bench him for you, Mac Jones. He gets <laughs> Buffalo's number one against a quarterback. Yeah, so I was gonna say Buffalo's number one and, number, <laughs> and then New England's number two. Um, but there are some options out there. I do agree that, you know, maybe not waiver wire options. I think car is the best for me. The car is the best waiver wire option. I would still start Josh Allen over Derek Carr if I had, you know, both guys on my roster. But uh, I do agree that I probably would be, you know, biting my nails leading up to that Monday night football game, hoping that I don't need a, a huge number from from Allen to, to come back and win my week. I, I would say that so. Uh, I'm going to sit Joe Burrow this week versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I I picked the quarterback against the Chargers quite often in my start sits because I feel like, you know, the book is out on the Chargers. And if I know it, I'm I'm 100% sure that other NFL coaching rooms know it. The way to beat the Chargers is on the ground. They are the sixth best team versus the quarterback position. They are the fourth best team versus the wide receiver position, but they are 26th versus the running back position. They still give up the most yards and they are, they give up the third most yards per carry and the third most rushing touchdowns in the league. So far this year, the Cincinnati Bengals have an outstanding running back in Joe Mixon. They mix in enough, you know, Samaj P Ryan to, to keep Mixon not being overused, although averaging 18 and a half carries a game, which I believe is what Mixon averages. I think he, what do you have? 28 last week. Yeah. And then Evans and, and P Ryan get in there for a few carries. So I think this could be a, a real big week for Joe Mixon, not such a great week for Joe Burrow and the wide receiver options for the Bengals. So I'm going to sit Joe Burrow this week against the chargers. Moving on to running backs, uh, I like, uh, I, as much as I do like the Giants defense as one of my streamers this week uh, against Miami, I do like Miles Gaskin uh, this week against the Giants. They are uh, kind of a poor team when it comes to the running back position. Uh, they're probably about seventh when it comes to seventh worst, best, however you want to look at it, for giving up points uh, in fantasy to the running back position. Uh, we're looking at about uh, right now we're looking at about 20 points a game roughly that they are um, that they are given up to to the position now uh, miles gaskin has played pretty well over the last couple of weeks um, he has uh, he has one little clunker in there against Baltimore but put up point games of 17 15 18 and 19 uh, scoring touchdowns using that dual role that people thought he was uh, going to be destined for he's quietly been a, a Pretty steady running back throughout the season. So I do like Miles Gaskin to be probably a top 15 running back this week uh, against the New York football giants. And I am going to go back to the well one more time with Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> he he could have had a really good game this past week. He, he, he had a decent game. He only rushed the ball nine times for 64 yards against the giants. I don't really know why they, kind of got away from him. He, he seemed to look pretty good in that game, but Boston Scott ended up with, you know, the majority of the carries and, and the only rushing touchdown of the game. So I'm going to hope and pray that the Eagles, Eagles coaching staff, you know, realizes the talent that Sanders has and starts giving him the ball a little bit more. I, I actually, I saw a tweet 
shortly after the game was over and it just it literally sums up I guess how I feel about the the Eagles and Miles Sanders and it basically just said why do the Eagles hate Miles Sanders I'm not really sure but um, I think there's, there's enough to go around against this 32nd ranked Jets defense versus the running back position for Miles Sanders and Boston Scott to both have a good game but I'm going to stick with Miles Sanders because to me he's still the the guy he's still the number one guy in philadelphia and he still is the most explosive back that that the eagles have and i think that you know given enough carries he's going to he's going to explode and have a good game at some point and no team better to do it against than the jets so who are you gonna sit this week well my sit this week is it was a little bit tough for me because I really like this player and I, I actually tried trading for him in a few of the leagues that, um, that I was in, but I don't like the matchup this week for David Montgomery. He gets to go against the Arizona Cardinals who are the 10th best team versus the running back position. And I kind of look at these games and sort of play out in my mind, how they're going to go. And the bears defense isn't, they're not terrible, but they're not great. I think, with Kyler Murray back, with DeAndre Hopkins back, I think that the Cardinals are going to be able to score, which is going to sort of force Chicago to, you know, need to throw the ball a little bit more. Now, Montgomery does catch some passes out of the backfield, so there is always the possibility that, you know, he he doesn't have a great game on the ground, but goes, you know, seven for 55 through the air, which, you know, would totally destroy my, my, uh, my sit for him. But, uh, you know, looking at him strictly as a runner versus this Arizona defense, I don't really like the the matchup for him this week. So uh, I'm going to go with David Montgomery as my set this week. What about you? This one, maybe not high on the radar, but for some people uh, that have been using him as a maybe a low-end flex, David Johnson, real quick, just for the Houston Texans. Uh, we talked about Burkhead kind of being the the lead guy, so that may cut into it a little bit. But, you know, for those that are still hanging on to the David Johnson at 2016 and like to use him as a flex, and he gets somewhere between 8 and 12 points a week playing that dual role out of the backfield. Uh, they're going against the Indianapolis Colts, who are one of the like top 10 defenses against the running back position. Yeah, they just got lit up by Leonard Fournette for four touchdowns. But before that, they'd only given up three total uh, to the running back position as far as out of the backfield. And I believe it was like a total of six altogether. Again, they just got rolled uh, by this running back who who kind of really just took the game over. I don't think that's going to happen two weeks in a row, and I don't think it's going to happen against the Houston Texans. So, again, for anybody that was hoping for any life out there from, uh, again, a David Johnson just to, to be a passive flex or anything, uh, he definitely does not need to be involved in your offense this week. Yeah, no, I would start any of the guys that we talked about on our waiver wire segment over him obviously i mean he was in the waiver wire segment but at the bottom so any of those guys that are available i, I like them uh, more than johnson so it's a good call so who are you going to start at your wide receiver position well i like uh, again he's quietly i i want to say he's kind of like a poor man's cooper cup right now and again some of this is just the way the raiders offense is kind of flexed around and and, and morphed into what it is through the season he only has two games with less than 10 points, so two games less than double digits, and the volume does go his way. Hunter Renfro, 
against the Washington football team. Uh, they're giving up about 26 points a game to the wide receiver position. Hunter Renfro himself has really just been great, uh, honestly, all, all season. This week, he so far, uh, born a Monday night game, he's top three wide receivers, wide receiver three. Uh, he had eight catches for 134 yards. Doesn't get the touchdowns as much, but in a way that's kind of good because of, yeah, he's only got four in the season. Uh, his is in a PPR league. He is a monster. Again, in a in a non-PPR, he's probably a little more average or passive. Uh, but if you're in a PPR league, I think Hunter Renfro is going to have uh, a very good day against the Washington football team. Against they they they're a they're a bottom ten team against the wide receiver position. Uh, they'll be coming off a short week against Seattle. Raiders have plenty of time to come off the high of beating Dallas on Thanksgiving and, and set up to to beat. The Washington football team. So I like uh, I like Hunter Renfro. I think he's going to be probably another top five uh, wide receiver this week. Makes me feel better about my call on Derek Carr too. <laughs> You're welcome. My start of the week is going to be C.D. Lamb. I know he's a guy that you're probably starting anyway, but I have a lot of confidence in Lamb this week um, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, Amari Cooper, obviously. Uh, you know, he, he missed the last two games due to um, contracting COVID and because he was unvaccinated, wasn't able to get back in time for the Thanksgiving game. But I think that just in time for Cooper to get that shadow from Marshawn Lattimore of the New Orleans Saints, I think that uh, that's, that's exactly what C.D. Lamb needs to sort of become the focal point of that offense. I think that the New Orleans Saints are the sixth worst team to the wide receiver position in fantasy football, but the wide receiver one doesn't score the majority of the points of that 37 or 38 points or so that they give up per week in PPR leagues. They tend to give up a lot of points to the number two wide receiver. Um, they actually give up the most points to the number two wide receiver uh, of any team in the league. And Unless the Saints switch it up and they sort of see CD Lamb as, you know, the number one, then, you know, it's possible that, that Cooper could be the guy that gets the majority of the looks. But Marshawn Lattimore generally lines up against the bigger, stronger, you know, alpha type wide receiver, which is Amari Cooper in this, uh, in this offense. So um, I do see CD Lamb getting probably double digit targets and I'm I'm going to say well over a hundred yards and a touchdown this week versus the saints. Heard that, heard that as far as who I'm looking to sit this week, again, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to, going to ride the horse uh, or, or the Buffalo, so to speak. Uh, again, I'm not saying he's cut him. I'm not saying bench him, but I do feel like the wide receiver one uh, won't be worthy, possibly a two. Uh, I, I kind of feel like he might be down on a flex level. I think the New England Patriots are going to look to neutralize one wide receiver in specific, uh, and that's going to be Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think he's going to be really getting a lot of man coverage, uh, a lot of matchups against that secondary. I think overall they're going to make life hard for Josh Allen, which will in turn make it hard for Diggs. Uh, I see somebody, you know, like a Dawson Knox, a, a Cole Beasley, some of the running back positions that we talked about being a little more utilized. I think they're going to have to – claw and fight and scrap to to try to win this game and keep their offense moving as dynamic as they've been. Uh, Diggs has one blip on the radar against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
uh, this season where he was under double digit points and they actually do have a, a good, a good number, uh, you know, as far as fantasy wise against, uh, against the, the wide receiver position as a whole, New England only gives up a total to the entire position of 18 points a game. So even if Diggs gets all of that, that would be good, but you know, they're going to have to spread the ball around, uh, when it comes down to it. So I, I kind of feel like you might want to fade Diggs a little bit too. Um, Wide receiver two, probably, possibly, but I, I feel like he might be even limited to like a 10 to 12 point, possibly single digits. Uh, I think they're going to key on him this week. Yeah. And, and again, he gets, he gets their number one corner, JC Jackson, who is slowly becoming the best cover corner in the league. So yep. <laughs> he's, uh, it, it's going to be tough, tough sledding for the Bills this week. I agree. I am going to sit Elijah Moore this week versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are the second best team uh, versus the wide receiver position in fantasy football. And as great as Elijah Moore looked uh, in the weeks leading up to this past game, Zach Wilson is back and he is sinking the offense with him. I, I shouldn't say that. I, you know, we, I talked in, in length about Wilson earlier and I do think that he's going to be a good quarterback in this league someday. I just think that for the time being, I'm not really willing to put Elijah Moore in my lineup until I see a little bit better connection between the two. And I definitely don't want to do that against a defense that's been as stingy to the wide receivers as the Eagles have been this year. So I am uh, going to hold off on Elijah Moore for one more week and and hope that I see a little bit better, a little bit better connection between him and Zach Wilson before I put him uh, back into my, my lineups. Moving on to the tight end position, who uh, who are you going to start for the tight end this week? Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. I think he's probably going to be tight end, probably tight end one, uh, maybe two. And I think he's I think he's not only back, back, but I think he's back full bore, as, as, at least for this season, as a, as a top five guy. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, and I mean, it's maybe a bit of a layup, but uh, the performance he just put up against Indy, and we talked about how they were able to exploit the matchup on that level. Um, it's Tom Brady's number one target. He's back. He's healthy. He was his number one target in New England. And you've seen that already this season. Whenever he's been on the field, Rob Gronkowski has been a major factor. He just busted out a very, very, very good game. So 7 to 10 for 123 yards, no touchdowns. And he still put up 21 points and is the tight end one in our league currently, you know, barring anything crazy going off on Monday night. So I do love Rob Gronkowski. I think to finish the season out, uh, he's probably going to be a top three or four tight end barring injury or anything crazy happening. Yes, I agree. Uh, NFL has missed Gronk. I'm going to start. Well, I'm going to, this is, this is, I'm reaching for this one here a little bit because we haven't actually seen him play a game in, I don't know, two months, but uh, he should be back tonight. Logan Thomas. Should be back against the Seattle Seahawks tonight. We'll see how how he looks. Hopefully, he uh, he remains unscathed through uh, this Monday night game because I have him as my start for tight end next week versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are the second worst team behind only the Philadelphia Eagles to the tight end position. Like I said, Thomas did miss those last. Uh, I think he list, missed the team's last seven games with a hamstring injury. But he gets to go against Seattle tonight and Las Vegas next week, which both of those teams are bottom 10 teams to, to the tight end position. So 
I think it's a, a nice welcome back, Logan Thomas. Uh, I think that, you know, we obviously saw that Ricky Seals Jones, when he was in there before he got hurt, was filling in admirably for Thomas. I don't believe that Ricky Seals Jones is as talented as Logan Thomas is. And he still was able to give you quite a few games of decent fantasy numbers. I think now that Thomas is back, I think he's going to be targeted a good probably six six to eight times per game um, these next two games and, and possibly similarly moving forward. And I think that he's a guy who, if for whatever reason he was dropped in your leagues because of the, the length of the injury, he's a guy that you need to go out and grab and start. I mean, you can start him this week. I would definitely start him next week against the Raiders, but if, if you can get him on your roster, if he's still out there and available in your league somehow, uh, go out and grab him because he could potentially be uh, a, a league winner for you if, if you are struggling at the tight end position. Uh, this week, who are you looking to sit? So I'm going to stick with the uh, stick with the Bills and, and Patriots game here for my tight end sit. Uh, strangely, I'm going to the other side of it though. I'm going to sit Hunter Henry this week versus the bills. The bills are fourth best versus the tight end position. And as I, I rode that Hunter Henry train when George Kittle was injured in one of my leagues and I loved every touchdown that he scored, but it seems like now that Mac Jones is getting a little bit more comfortable with the offense, he's getting more comfortable with his, his wide receivers, you know, Kendrick Bourne, we talked about earlier is becoming a little bit more. Uh, integrated into the offense. Obviously, Jacoby Myers is still doing his thing. Aguilar gets his few passes. Jonu Smith is now back, you know, from his injury. So there's a lot more options out there. And while Hunter Henry is still being targeted in the red zone, he's got three red zone targets the last two games. That's pretty much all he's getting is red zone targets. So if he doesn't score, he basically, you know, leaves you with a, a single digit point total in your tight end position. And that's just not something that I'm really looking, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to sit there and hope that a guy scores a touchdown, especially against a really tough Buffalo bills defense. So I uh, am not playing Hunter Henry in any of my leagues this week. I'm going to sit TJ Hawkinson this week uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he's obviously, you know, one of the better tight ends in the league. We, we do understand that. Um, he's been a little mortal this season with a couple of games, but again, that's going to happen with Detroit's offense uh, and him being the focal point. Going against Minnesota this year, this season, uh, they have been sixth best against the tight end position. They have given up one, only one, uh, receiving a touchdown all season long, uh, and it's been less than five points a game for them. Um, even if he does get a little bit involved in this, I, I don't see much of an offensive output. He strikes me as single digits, uh, seeing how stingy that defense is against the tight end position, only 37 receptions also. So again, in a PPR sense, uh, sounds like the tight ends against the Minnesota Vikings do a lot of blocking and not a lot of play on, on a fantasy football level. So uh, again, I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a, a sit this week. You probably find a better option. Yeah, and the Vikings are one of those teams that I like where they're really bad against the quarterback and the wide receiver positions, but for some reason really good against the tight end. So they're kind of easy to, uh, you know, for uh, another team to look at and say, okay, this is where we want to attack. And it looks like the the outside, the wide receiver position is, is the place to attack. 
the Minnesota Vikings. So I, I do like that call as much as I hate it because I have TJ Hawkins of record, but you know. All right. So what about defenses? Who you uh who are you gonna start for your defense this week? Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. Uh Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers again at yeah, had the, the game against Pittsburgh, uh, where they did kind of go off. But uh Justin Herbert has struggled a little bit lately, uh, overall. And I think that that is going to come into play against the defense um, in, again, in the Carolina, or I'm sorry, in the Cincinnati Bengals, still have Carolina on my mind because of McCaffrey, um, <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they put up 29 points in the last two weeks for a defense. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, again, they just lit Pittsburgh up. Uh, I just see them maybe following suit and, and trying to hold the Chargers back as much as as much as possible, really. And looking at, I mean, Cincinnati overall defensively uh, against the different positions, they don't really get beat up too bad. Um, they're they're kind of one of the quietly like one of the top defenses, kind of one of the top defenses all around. And when it comes to the quarterback position in particular, uh, they're about seventh best. Uh, they only give up about sixteen points a game to that position. So overall, I could see Cincinnati really making some hay. Uh, you know, again, they shut down the wide receiver position as well. So uh, Eckler might get involved, but I, I'd like Cincinnati's defense as a whole. I'm going to go with the Eagles versus the Jets. There's not really much to say. Zach Wilson is back and the Eagles uh, defense has been pretty good. So um, I, I could see a few turnovers in their in their future here and uh, I'm pretty cut and dry uh, start against the, you know, the worst team versus the defense special teams in fantasy football. So that was a kind of an easy one. Who are you sitting this week? Uh, for some people, they might still be high on them, but I, I would say you're going to have to sit uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they have yeah, they had a couple games this year with with some big, big numbers, uh, you know, with turnovers and, and sacks and things like that. But ever since they had a 15-point game against Tampa Bay, they have put up two, two, four, and five in our league. Uh, going up against Dallas on Thursday night, that's a week from the game against Buffalo, and they got lit up pretty hard. Dallas, again, they, they're leaking a little bit of oil, but at the end of the day, that offense strikes me as being something that's going to go in there and really kind of take it to them. The Saints as a whole as a team has really struggled overall, which, uh, you know, to be understood. So the offense and defense are kind of beating each other up at the same time. So I would say the New Orleans Saints are going to be a sit uh, this week, you can definitely find a better option. Don't start them against Dallas. All right. And I'm going to sit the Denver Broncos. I know that we had them in our stream section earlier and you liked them this week, but I remember Andy Reed off of a bye week and how, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to guess at his record off the top of my head, but I want to say it's somewhere around like, 22 and two or something like that coming off of a bye week. Andy Reid just seems to take that bye week to, I mean, I don't know if he just does two straight weeks of prep for one game or, you know, what, what his deal is, but he just seems to come out of the bye week every single year and his team is on fire and the Denver Broncos have a really good defense. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, I think that the Kansas city chiefs are, you know, going to put a 50 spot up, against Denver, but I do think that they're going to play better. I do think that they're going to turn the ball over less uh, than they have been 
because I think that that's going to be a point of emphasis for the Chiefs during this bye week. And again, the Chiefs can score regardless of how good Denver's defense is. And I think that without the turnovers there to sort of help Denver um, rack up fantasy points, I think it's going to be a, a, a tough day for them versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I guess that's going to do it for our start sits. Hopefully, if you guys are making these same decisions as, as far as whether to start or sit these specific players, you know, hopefully some of our analysis helped. If you have any other start sit questions, please feel free to hit us up on social media, our email, which will be at the end of the show. If you're listening to this podcast, generally, you probably know Rudy or myself or both of us. You got my number. I'm always available. Just shoot me a text and you know I'll be happy to answer any start sit questions for you. I'm running a little long, so just going to say, hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving and we will catch up with you all next week. Good luck on your matchups and your playoff push towards your fantasy playoffs. Peace. We'd like to sincerely thank you for listening to the show. You can follow us on Twitter at the nine route one and at Scott from Delco. We put out a lot of funny and informative information on there. Our email address, if you'd like to email the show is the nine route FFB at gmail.com. Make sure to click the little plus wherever you're listening to follow the show. And if you like what we do, please leave us a review. Good luck this week. And we'll be back next week with more fantasy football info to take your team deep here on the nine route fantasy football podcast.